Welcome into the Boardroom Podcast. I'm Ward 6 Alderman Ben Piper. I'm Chad Wicker, Ward 4 Alderman. How you doing, Ben? It's been a while. I think we had a... We got good weather now. Yeah, We, we got sunshine and all kind of stuff going on. Man, so I think the last stuff. time we did a show was the first of February, end of, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. End of January. I've been... Uh, got a new job, so I've been kind of busy. I think you've... Kind of a busy time for There's you. I think a, yeah, you recently busy went, to, time uh, of year. went to the great state of Florida for a conference, I That's believe. Right. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on? How's soccer? You soccer busy. You, soccer starts uh, on Saturday, this Saturday, February the twenty fourth. Uh, soccer season is supposed to start as long as we, as long as the fields will cooperate, as long as the weather continues to cooperate, we'll be playing some soccer on Saturday. So, uh, right. coaching both my girls' teams and. Um, well, I think uh, I think I told you before. Be my my youngest son Grayson said that he does not want to have daddy coach him. And so uh, Kenny Porter is coaching the team, and uh, we were out there Sunday at the fields. The fields look great. Uh, the the wooden fence it really looks nice. The parking looks good. So we're going to continue to make improvements there. Uh, we've talked about that on this podcast about lighting and other things we're going to do there. So uh, there is coaching, some. There you're was coaching something. like five teams or something, aren't you? You're, just two. Just two teams. We got a twelve dad. twelve U team and a six U team. But <laughs> they did have a. Um, I guess with that winter storm, there's a pipe that busted. I think out there or some kind of deal in one of the restrooms so if you go in one of the restrooms and you notice there's been some work some recent work done or some work that still needs to be completed that's what's going on but all the plumbing's been fixed out there um from what i've been told so we should be good to go um we won't need any kind of portable (laughs) restroom facilities thank goodness out there so but yeah should be should be a fun start more kids than ever uh have signed up for soccer this year um and then i think uh, jared sent me numbers on uh, baseball softball and t-ball too that they're up um, over last year and the year before that. So definitely a, uh, a busy time of year for Hernando Parks yeah, and Rec. I'm, well, I'm, I'm coaching baseball, so Adam Emerson and Brian Trotter, they better watch out. The, uh, the, the Wicker team is coming this year. We're going to win the league. The, the 2002 yeah. 4A Offensive Player of the yeah, Year is Drew, coming for you. Drew Wright, all of them, they, they think they got We got this, mm-hmm. okay? We got this. Just look, don't, <laughs> don't ever – just send them. You know, that's yeah, my that's, right. that's that's my advice from my baseball coaching days. Don't tell them to stop at these bases. Just keep them running. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna catch the ball. <laughs> that's right. You're you're, you're right. You're, you're, you're especially six year old baseball. So if they, if they make it, if they don't strike out and cry, yeah. and actually get on base, they usually if do. If you score. hit it, it's a home run. That's that's, right. that's that's the only offensive philosophy I've got. Just all gas, no brakes. That's right. All gas, no brakes. All gas, no brakes. Well, what? So, so we had our uh, oh, second. We we would be oh. in trouble if we didn't mention. Okay. The soccer team won the state championship. Of course, of course, huge, huge accomplishment. Um, you know that team faced um, some significant adversity uh, throughout the year. That yeah, yeah. you know people are probably not everybody is a hundred percent aware of, but they you know they had um, you know they have good senior leadership on the team. They've got a really talented group of kids. First ever boys soccer state championship. Uh, for uh, Hernando, 7A championship. They were they went into the tournament, from what I understand, they were a top 10 team um, in the state, but they had to beat the number one, the number two, and the number four team in the state along the way, all on the road yeah. to do it. So well, they were kind they, of a little Cinderella yeah. story a little bit. But well, they, they I hate beat, to say that because usually yeah. that's, you know, you know, kind of a negative connotation, but – um, they beat they beat Clinton, and when they beat Clinton, that that was a big deal. Clinton, I think, has mm-hmm. been pretty dominant in in the six yes. and now seven a soccer for for a long time. And and I think that uh, I listened to another podcast who the guy's son plays for Oxford. He mentioned the record um, uh, mm-hmm. that I think they've only lost like ten games in the last three or four years. I mean, mm-hmm. they've pretty been pretty dominant. I think they won 
I think, two or three state championships in that five-year period. So they've been pretty dominant. And when they were able to beat uh, beat that team, I was, that that was a big deal. And they went to Oxford, beat Oxford at home uh, in, in, mm -hmm. in Oxford, and then, then uh, went down to Ridgeland and beat, uh, I think, Northwest, Northwest Rankin. Rankin and yeah. Northwest Rankin's a huge school. It's probably, you know, probably 1,500, 1,600 kids, so a good, good bit size, good good – Good bit larger than the city of Hernando school. You know, Hernando is now 7A, but they're a smaller school. So, um, big deal. Um, and, and congratulations to those boys for a great um, a great season. I know they, they were really creative with some of the stuff they've done. I know they shot fireworks off. And I think they did like the – I think it isn't the Cubs raise the flag up or whatever when mm -hmm, they win. They, they mm -hmm. did that. And uh, yeah, I know a lot of the parents of, of some of those kids. And so, great group of guys. And congratulations. Uh, to, to that, I, you know, I, I was a soccer player too. I played Hernando High you, School soccer. Man, you lettered in like every sport. I did, I, I did. I'm telling you what, it's it's what's, what's the guy? sight to be seen. But <laughs> what's, yeah, what's on Napoleon Dynamite? What's the what's the uncle there? That, uncle Rico. The uncle Rico. <laughs> yeah, he throw football over the mountains. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. But yeah, it, it, you know, it's it's a huge accomplishment, and um, you know, we took time. I think during our meeting on Tuesday to re recognize the Hernando Middle School that won a national championship right, down in. Yeah. Orlando, so we may have to repaint a, a water tower like home home of the all the champions, or I don't know that championship city or yeah. something like that. All the champion town or something. The Championville. Road, the road to the state championship is through Hernando, pretty yeah. much is what it sounds well, it's like. A, it's a talented group. I know our baseball team's doing well. Mm -hmm. Softball team won the state championship a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. Now soccer, uh, football teams is and, is a predominant team in the playoffs every year. So and I'll say that you know I'm not. This is in no way me. Um, you know, trying to take credit at all for any of the current success, but there were people like myself back in the day uh, who did a lot to make the Hernando Soccer Complex a reality. Uh, it was opened in 2015, and it's it's you know now you have a state championship yeah. here nine years later. Fr fruits of your labor. Because, yeah. It's because there was volunteers and people that really cared about bringing that sport you know further you know into people's. Uh, and had a vision that sure, yeah. you know, look, this can be a this can be a big sport here. I think um, I, I'm not sure. Somebody posted a picture of Facebook. I think or five or six, seven of those kids yeah. when they were six years old playing in Hernando's uh, soccer it. league, and now they're on the the, the state championship soccer team. That's so. it. The volunteer coach. Look, listen. It, being a volunteer coach, it um, it it's not about you know winning and losing as much as people you know people yeah. make a big deal of wins and losses or whatever, but. It's just about you know teaching these kids a sport, and then they get hooked and hooked into it, and then they want to be the best at it. And you know you look up ten years later, and they're in there playing for a state championship. So it's I didn't coach any of those any of those kids, um, but it's uh, it's it's definitely very you know looking at looking at my daughters and how excited they got about them winning a state championship. It's like I mean that could be you one day. You know you just got to work well, towards I mean, it. And it's a great area for soccer. I mean there's several competitive programs <clears throat> throughout the county that are pretty strong. I think the yeah. Lobos and. I'm on oh, yeah. some, but there's there's several mm -hmm. competitive teams, and they play soccer. It's it's growing so big. It's just like competitive baseball. So it is. I think I think we got close to 600 kids sign up for soccer this spring. Wow. So that, that's a big big, big number, number. Big number. Big number. All right, you want to jump into the? Did we, are we going to talk anything about the meeting we missed on the six? Yeah, or? I know we mentioned the. Uh, well, yeah, we can we can go back to the six. I know that was a fairly quick meeting that yeah, we had. Yeah, well, it wasn't a whole lot on there. I think the probably the biggest uh, <clears throat> thing on there that we talked about was something from the consent agenda there where we are looking to uh, possibly replace or repair the track at Kirkendall Park. Mm -hmm. We are applying for a grant there to redo the track. That's approximately $170,000 grant that we'd have to pay half of to re- And also the lighting out there. It's the yeah, lighting in the track. In the track to, to redo the- Continue rehabbing that, that. that. That park is, especially since the trees have been cleared there, it has, has really 
uh, been a popular place for the residents. I know I, I, I used to work at the sheriff's department over there. I'd drive by there all the time, and um, mm -hmm. people were there all times of the day walking and running around that track. So I see Ben running all the time. You're a big runner, so. You know. <laughs> I'm not running on any tracks. Huh? I'm running from, uh, I'm running to the refrigerator for a snack. That's about the only <laughs> place I'm running to. I need to get, I need to get better about it though. Um, but yeah, I know, I know a lot of people use that and Hernando Young Women's Clubs planted some trees out there yeah, as they, well. We, they, you know, they've so invested out there and we've got know, a we, bathroom we, coming that's out to were, bid right now. You, you hadn't really got the credit, but you were a main guy that got the parking lot paved. Uh, um, I know you really Needed worked to be hard done. with the school, uh, the school board to get that paved. So. Yeah. I appreciate the school board working with us on that. Yeah, I think we split it with them or whatever. So, uh, you know, one thing that the mayor has done that has kind of been, I think, informative to me is they've had these end of the year uh, department heads come and speak. And so at the meeting on the 6th, we had the fire chief talk about uh, his plan going forward and some of the mm -hmm. stuff we've done over last year. And then uh, Austin Cardozi talked about the planning department, and, you know, all the all the new applicants and the, how the city's growing. And then uh, Jared Barkley talked about the numbers and how – you know, baseball kind of flatlined there for a while, but now it's kind of going up. So mm -hmm. I would encourage our listeners to go to the YouTube page and, and maybe fast forward to that middle part of that meeting there and uh, bring that and talk about that uh, and li listen to that part of the meeting where they talk about those numbers and things. Um, but uh, uh, as far as the meeting there, I think that was uh, relatively it. Mm -hmm. um, so anything you want to talk about before we move to the next one? No, I mean, I think that, you know, we have <coughs> we have the right people in those positions with planning our planning director and our parks director and, you know, our fire chief, they're all very strong leaders, um, you know, very professional. So uh, you can, that'll definitely come across, you know, if you watch that, watch that meeting. Yeah. I mean, that, I think, I think Chip, uh, mayor, the mayor made that a point that certainly a, a prof professional group of department heads. Mm -hmm. have. I, I noticed that too. And, and not mentioning anybody, you know, Lee, I think Lee had done the meeting before he did a great job. Mm -hmm. uh, he's, he, he controls one of the larger departments. So, Anyway, so let's, I guess, get to the meeting on the 20th. Uh, had a packed house there, and I think we had a special <laughs> guest start off. Man, you want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, yeah, that's funny. I, I don't think that was why there was people there. But oh, yeah. uh, my, da my daughter, uh, Ramsey, and one of her friends from Hernando Elementary, uh, a couple kindergartners, uh, led the pledge and, you know, just really proud of you know the job that she did. She was real nervous about it. You know, so that's, she when she you made walked it off right before the mess, I said, "How are you doing?" She said, "I'm nervous." Mm -hmm. I said, "Don't be nervous." So yeah, she, she she was nervous. She was nervous, but they did great. She made it happen. But um, then then we had you know we had a big a big crew in there with from uh, Hernando Middle School. We mentioned earlier they won the national championship and uh, in, in, in game day uh, cheer competition down down in Orlando, and then got second place I think in a traditional routine. So you know, national runners up. I mean, just a really, really talented group of girls. Um, you know, I, before the season started, they were selling these really nice blankets. For, did, you get, did you get one? I got two of them. Oh, man. man. they are, I'm telling you if, you, if you didn't get one, you missed out because they are, when it when it dipped so cold, we broke, <laughs> we broke those things out and they are A plus, man. So I was, I was happy to, but now I can say I bought, you know, bought a blanket from national champion. That's right. You know, the national That's championship right. blankets. So, um, but that group was, you know, Kudos to them, their parents. You know, a lot of time and money invested in, in, in cheerleading, and uh, you know, it all paid off. Huge championship for them. Um, we also we had uh, some planning things that were all tabled, so I think that's important to go ahead and th there's a few a few planning items that were all ultimately tabled. We had two aldermen that weren't present. 
um, well, you, at the meeting. You're a big supporter so. of the Crestview property. <laughs> Chad, come on, man. Don't do, <laughs> well, don't, don't ever <laughs> say that. You know I'm not. Anybody that knows me knows I'm, I'm not uh, in favor so of that there, one. There, so there's essentially three items that are, I guess we can kind of talk about them just briefly, but three items that are, are kind of, I guess, going to have some community, uh, have some uh, some opposition to them. So. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a there's a gas station that's proposed at Getwell and Holly Springs, kind of right there by that nursery. Um, I think it, it passed the planning commission, correct? The planning commission recommended approval of that one, I believe, on the rezoning. Um, I think they initially tabled it for uh, what's the gentleman who used to be the former city planner worked out mm -hmm. a deal with them, and I think they approved what the the compromise was. Okay. Uh, and I, I just my my position on that we've approved. It seems like. You know, ten gas stations since I've been mm -hmm. on the board of Arm, and I'm, I'm really going to be reluctant to vote for another one. That's just my position. As Miller some, said, that's that's Wicker's position. Right. I I certainly have some concerns about the location as well. Um, you know, and and my my planning commissioner was in opposition of it even after the, mm -hmm. uh, you know, even after the the amendments and changes were made. So I'm certainly going to back him up, um, from that standpoint. And we we certainly have some similar viewpoints on it, but. Um, you know, but, you know, we'll have to see how the vote goes and it can certainly, you know, certainly pass. We'll just have to wait and see on that one. But, uh, we had the, the Crestview subdivision that you mentioned earlier. It's a, a 82 home, I think, uh, currently, uh, R15, uh, rezoning that's out there kind of near Forest Meadows, Notting Hill, Milam Lane and Thousand Oaks, uh, in, a, in this you know, kind of heavily wooded area yeah, over between, in there. Between Mackinville and Jaybird mm -hmm. and the area there in between there. Definitely a lot of uh, opposition to that. Uh, Planning Commission uh, recommended denial, um, but that one has been tabled, I think, until our April meeting, okay. uh, from what okay. I understand through talking with our planning director. So we'll get back to that one later. And then there is the... The one in my area there, Elm and Robinson, there's mm -hmm, a, a gentleman mm -hmm. there wants to put a, uh, a duplex-style townhouse, um, and there's some there's some opposition from the neighbors there. Mm -hmm. So we'll uh, address that. I think there's... Uh, I think... I Trying to think her name is Amy. Amy Brown spoke at the, at the last meeting. Um, I think she, in her opinion, it's, it's a spot zoning issue for her. So mm -hmm. we, we're going to uh, talk about that. We did have a community meeting, kind of, with the local residents there several weeks ago, and um, talked about some of the issues, some of the concerns. So I think communication uh, is always key. So. Well, and the main thing with it is that when when you have a, you know, I know. The two aldermen that couldn't make it for, for various reasons, health issues and things like that, that you can't predict are going to come up. But you certainly don't want to make, in my opinion, it's, it's a little unfair to make zoning decisions that affect the entire city with, you know, with two, two yeah, aldermen missing. I mean, it, it is something where you want to kind of table it, get their opinion on it. We can't talk to them outside of the meeting because that's a, you know, there's issues yeah. with that. Well, you know, Doc is, is in the legislature, so he, his, he, um, has been calling in. He wasn't able to do it this this particular meeting. And then I think it's no secret that Mr. Andrew had had recently had knee knee surgery, had a knee replacement, and he's um, recovering. And I think he was in a lot of pain on Tuesday. He mm -hmm. went to the, the the chamber event there, and I think was in a lot of pain, so uh, he wasn't able to make it. And so uh, we felt it was best uh, to come back when everybody was there and could make a decision uh, on those issues and and, and 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 speak their mind and speak their opinion because uh, that, that's what the elected officials are supposed to do. Right. 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 But that's the so that's the planning items that I we're think later that's on. Why, in the that's why that's why that's why everybody else was there. That's right. I think that's, that's what everybody everybody, everybody wants to see what for, happened. So. But um, so we'll have you know we'll have more on those. I think 
you know, either the first or second meeting in, in March. Uh, those will come back in front of us, and we'll talk more about we, them. We had a, um, a proclamation honoring uh, Jim Anderson, who's yeah. kind of the, as Chip said, the father of the local library here in Hernando. He was the director of that organization for a long time and kind of helped build that. The library's named after him. I don't know, right? Ben, you probably don't remember the uh, before that building was built, the library, uh, you know, what they used to have. So, Yeah, um, I don't. But the library's named after him, correct? Yes, that's right. So um, uh, we had uh, uh, end-of-year updates from the police chief, the animal control officer, uh, the judge, uh, the court system there. Mm -hmm. and so um, I think All very busy departments. Yeah, abso <laughs> that's, absolutely. That's the biggest takeaway from Abs all that. Absolutely. So, um, you know, the, the chief of police, I think, put some – uh, put some numbers out there that I think was reported in the paper. Uh, I think you saw, you told me about, or somebody mm -hmm. sent me the Mississippian, the Daily Mythian or whatever reported, did a story on that, the increase in the traffic stops or whatever. Uh, Jessica um, talked about the animal shelter and the new animal shelter and how they've grown and, and gotten that place to a position um, that, you know, from being a shack behind the fire department to, to being, uh, you know, a, yeah. a, a professional building that she keeps clean and, uh, she had some. She's got some goals. I think next year by getting her her, her staff certified and things. I'm I'm big on that. That'd be mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, the chief, uh, excuse me, the uh, judge, Judge uh, Tony Nowak and uh, Cassie talked about the court system and and how they've kind of, you know, made some changes to address the increase in crime, uh, increase in uh, cases by you know having a trial days and things like that. And they're trying to be creative so they don't have to add another court day, which would be an expense to the city. Mm -hmm. So. Um, but they, you know, some of their numbers were really kind of amazing. The number of uh, number of trials they're doing and things like that. The traffic tickets they they ran through in their office. So, again, I would encourage it, people to go back and look at that meeting and see those numbers. And a lot of that a lot of that volume is coming from you know one department kind of you know feeds another in terms of how busy they are when the when the police are making more traffic stops yeah. and they're you know running into people who maybe they've got a warrant uh, for their arrest for something that happened somewhere else or they. You know, if they have, you know, drugs or drug paraphernalia on them or whatever the case may be, there may be multiple issues there. And it all ends up in front of our, you know, it, it all ends up in the court system. Um, and so they're seeing, you know, increased volume of tickets written and citations and that sort of thing. They've got to, you know, deal with it one way or another. Mm -hmm. um, so well, it they, is a, those two departments work hand in glove together. So yeah, obviously right. the, you know, they, the number of tickets feeds into the number of citations mm -hmm. and number of cases they have to issue and, the fine money and things like that. So it kind of they they work very close together. I think they both mentioned they work very good together. I've never heard any issues. You know, I'm all I'm probably mm -hmm. a little biased, but uh, Cassie I think is the best court uh, court clerk in Minnesota County. I work with all of them mm -hmm. for years, and she does a great job. Their court moves people really quickly. So well, it's important for people to know too. I think when when we took you know when we took office, we made some changes to you know how the city attorney uh, position, the, how the duties and responsibilities played out because it was. Kind of a dual role. They were a city attorney and a prosecutor, and you know we we kind of stopped that practice and added another prosecutor position, essentially, in the court department to make it a more efficient, um, to make it a more efficient system. Um, you know, the one ask they had, I think, was to you know give them a room potentially, um, and we'll see what we can do as far as that goes. A room where the prosecutors can kind of conference or whatever, and uh, we'll certainly have to look into that and see if we can work that out with the county, but. Um, and then the police department, I think, as well. You know, if you're wanting, if you, if the goal is going to be to have, um, to run traffic stops or to, you know, to be more um, pervasive in the community and be out and doing stuff, you're going to need feet on the street. You know, you're going to need more people. 
um, and we've certainly added more people to that department as well. So it's it's everything just kind of playing out from when we first, you know, from where we first took office and some of the decisions we've made have, you know, resulted in these numbers and um, in these departments, you know, conducting themselves the way they are. Well, you want, you want a police department to be proactive. You want them right. out there, and I think he mentioned that he wants, you know, people say that, they see the police everywhere or whatever, and, and I, I've heard that. And but that, that, as he's mentioned, that's a good thing. That means the police are active. They're making right. stops. Uh, they're investigating things. <laughs> so. And I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't feel like you know. If there's a couple other communities north of us, you know, uh, Germantown and Piperton. I'll just say it. You know, people know if you speed in Germantown or Piperton, you're gonna get pulled over. <laughs> I don't think it's gotten to that point necessarily in Hernando, where if you're going three miles over the speed limit, you're gonna get pulled over. Um, but you know, hey, look, if you know. You are going 15 miles over the speed limit. You're probably going to get pulled over and get a ticket. Yeah, um, and I, I don't remember exactly how many police officers he said we's add. I know he just talked about last year, but I think mm-hmm. since we've been on the board, we've added around 10, I think 10 police officers, yeah, something 10 like that. Yeah, 10 full-time positions. It's um, been a, they, they went from like 43, 44 officers to well over 50 officers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And some of that was school resource officers, I know, but th- th- there is certainly uh, – What do they do in the summertime, though? You know, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> They're that's not true, always but school I mean, officers. I think this board has really committed to public safety, and we've invested mm-hmm. in that with not only the police department but the fire department adding another ambulance. And uh, that kind of talks into the next issue we had on the agenda, Ben, that we probably need to bring up is we're going to increase uh, – we voted to increase the ambulance fees – um, mm-hmm. uh, in line with what the insurance companies will yeah, pay, and in line and, with the county. Yeah, and 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 so what happens is you know insurance rates come out. They, those those what they will pay will go up, and so uh, it's a way for us to to build their insurance and get get the adequate amount of money. And those fees go back, and that's how we pay for the paramedic salaries and you know the ambulance and things like that. So uh, the next thing I guess Ben, uh, you have anything else on the ambulance fees? Uh, is the road discussion? Um, uh, essentially, we have spent or earmarked already uh, five hundred and sixty-eight thousand or so dollars in roads to be paved, um, and we have uh, about another what do you say five hundred and fifty thousand or something mm-hmm. to to do we need to earmark another million? So we're going to do about a million total, um, not counting some of the you know other things that we uh, yeah uh, that we've already done. And so we had to kind of take our list of 1.5 million and kind of make a get a third of it. So had a little debate there about taking some roads off. I think you um, did. You take any off? Or you? I just had one yeah, on there. You get whatever you, you like. My wife, you just get whatever you want, man. I had one. I had one on there out of the list of 15 or whatever that were on there, and I just asked <laughs> for this to be completed. Um, you know, but I think that uh, you know some of these are past due. I mean, we we have talked on and on about streets and just you know c- trying to catch up on these. Um, you know, we've talked about, you know, the idea of getting a, getting an engineering company to come and, and do an assessment so we kind of know where the worst streets are and start there. Um, you know, I think there's some value in that. But also there's, you know, we, we talked in our meeting, there's some common sense things that you have to apply as well and things that only we know as local officials. Like, for example, there's a couple roads on there that are right near the, the Whataburger that's apparently going to, you know, be sprouting up anytime soon. Yeah. We, you definitely don't want to pave a street and then have concrete trucks riding over it within six months, tearing them back up again to build a, you know, to build a business. Um, you know, and th- so that's something to, you know, be taken into consideration. So we, we took those two off. I think um, the Weatherby, folks that live in Weatherby, that the paving is coming, I think, on the next budget year, maybe even in the fall. Um, and, and I think there was some that was in, that was in your ward that, yeah, had I took, to be put um, off a little bit later. We're going to try to get them done in the fall, but it's it's, it's kind of a matter of when <laughs> when the money hits and, and 
you know, we, we get, um, ultimately everything that was taken off there equaled about $800,000 worth of payment. So that has already been moved to next year's budget. So, you know, as we're entering the budget cycle, um, you know, in the next six months, we're going to have to look at, all right, (laughs) that 800 is already there. Um, we've already talked about putting them off and, and whatnot, you know, there's not going to be a whole lot more that can be added to it. Right. I mean, it's just, it, we're going to keep fighting that fight. You know, I, I don't know how we get out of it. Um, we've spent more than we ever have before. We're continuing to spend, invest in, in that. But also, just like we just d- discussed previously, I mean, we've got public safety issues we had to invest in. We've had, mm-hmm. to, uh, we've had to, you know, look at salary adjustments for different other departments uh, because we were just behind the ball. And so we've tried to do the best we can with, the, you know, the money we come in and, and be good, good stewards of the taxpayers' dollars. We've we've done all this without raising the tax, uh, the property taxes at all. Um, so that, and then you know we do different fees for ambulance services. That all helps offset some of the costs that, that increase with that. So, um, and ultimately, like when you when you know whatever we're looking at, whatever department we're looking at, every alderman is going to have a little bit different opinion on it. Sure. And we ultimately sure. have to agree on some kind of plan going forward, because um, I think you know. Some of it, like for my, you know, myself, it makes a lot of sense to just pave an entire neighborhood at one time, mm-hmm. because then you know, hey, that neighborhood was paved in 2024, 2025, or whatever year it was, and then you say, well, we, you don't have to touch it for 15 years. Right now, it's done, mm-hmm. over and done with, and you can just say these are the three neighborhoods that are getting paved, and then these are the major streets that are, you know, getting repairs or upgrades or whatever else, and it's a lot simpler to do it that way but the the other part of it is that paving an entire neighborhood may cost half a million dollars mm, that's right so you, you can't do one in each ward because that'd be three million dollars that's more than what our paving budget is so who's going to be missing out uh each year you know that and then some wards don't aren't don't really have as many neighborhoods in them so it doesn't really make that the principle can't really be applied yeah and we have a couple of big pro you know the Mackingvale or by the high school we have that big project hanging out there that's tying up a good bit of our money um and and we're limited in what we can spend, and we've been fortunate that the uh, Mississippi, uh, what's, it, what's it called, Mississippi Infrastructure Improvements uh, Funds, which is basically a, a percentage of the sales tax you pay on Amazon or when you buy stuff online uh, and you pay a sales tax now, a percentage of that goes back to the cities and only can be used on infrastructure projects. And that's what we've been using to try to catch up. We're, I think we've made some some ground, but we still have – um, some more to go. I know I mean, a couple of weeks ago I was talking to some people and they said they hadn't really noticed any any additional paving throughout the city. And that's I mean, we spent three million dollars last year. We're going to spend another, you know, similar similar amount of money. I think we budgeted three point seven million this year or something like that. Um, so it's it's you know, but again, perception is reality. If if the, if the, the citizens say they're not noticing or not seeing it, um, maybe we're not doing a good job of putting it out there so people understand and knows. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've, that's, I think that's probably one of the biggest takeaways I've had, you know, as, as serving on the board is that it is very difficult to communicate everything that's going yeah, on. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's there's stuff that – there's phone calls that we get and, you know, emails and calls that we make, and there's well, problems I mean, that get resolved on a daily or weekly basis. And, you know, having that follow-up with that specific person, sometimes that's easy to do, but when it's a much larger issue, there's so many people involved with yeah, it, yeah. it's hard to get the information out to everybody. Um, And we're in this age of, you know, we're in this communication age where it's easy to, you know, post something on social media or whatever, and you you hope that it gets out to everybody that it does, but some people don't use those forms of communication, too, so it can be be difficult. It's it's a a lot going on, and, you know, I know the mayor's going from meeting to meetings or whatever, and sometimes 
don't know about you, but I learned about things in the newspaper. Like I think I think yeah. recently we're, we were talking back and forth yesterday about the a crime lab deal is trying to. I mean, I don't know anything about that, but apparently right. we're committed to putting some money in a crime lab. Yeah, I think that that will come up on our next agenda. Um, the the district attorney, I guess, has a plan for you know getting some scientists to to help with the turnaround time for you know for drug related cases if they get you know, something that they think might be marijuana but needs to be tested for THC or whatever. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know all this stuff. This is what uh, – but apparently the turnaround time right now is is more than a year in a lot of cases, and sometimes the statute of limitations runs out before uh, <laughs> they can get the results back or they get the results back and there's continuances or whatever, yeah. and people are walking walking away scot-free basically more sure. or less. Yeah. Um, and we definitely don't want that to be the case. We want to hold people accountable, and I think that's what the district attorney's committed to. And so he – came to us with a plan, I guess came to all the cities with a plan, the county with a plan of, you know, let's put a little money towards having our own scientists to do this thing, um, it, you know, to, to do just our testing and get the results back more quickly. Sure. sure. Um, and I agree and with that, Ben, like I told you, man, but I, th mm -hmm. I think that is a state function of government. I, you know, right. You know, we, we start, you know, supplementing the state function of government, we're going to get ourselves in a, in a, I think, a bad position. But. Potentially, yeah, I think so. They they have something similar, I guess, in in Jackson County and Rankin County. So it's definitely not unprecedented yeah, to, yeah, to, to take the steps. And I, you know, I don't disagree with you that um, it's something that the state needs to needs to address. But as you know, you can have the entire DeSoto County delegation pulling in one direction, and the rest of the state pulls in another direction. You're gonna lose every time. Yeah, we, we so are, we've got to correct that over the next you know next ten years or so. Get a better. And I think we've got a delegation down there now that is gonna you know, that's going to work better with some of these members of the legislature to get some things done. I don't know how high that is on the priority list. Though. I think right now the priority is on, you know, the sewer issue and the I-55 expansion. That seems to be the biggest DeSoto County issues. Um, there's some, you know, Doc's mentioned some things about um, ROTC programs in the high schools, and he's, you know, uh, you know, Mike McClendon, I think, has mentioned some things about, uh, you know, other initiatives that he's, that he's looking at and, um, you know, with diversity, equity, and inclusion, programs at the state universities, you know, defunding those and that kind of thing. So, if it, you know, that can be the priorities too, you know. So um, everybody's got to make those decisions, though. That's that's why sure. they're in those seats. That's why they've been elected to make those decisions. So, um, but, yeah, I think I, I totally agree with you in terms of the state needs to be looking at it as well because we apparently have all these surpluses, and that's something that they were going to, you know, peel back yeah, I mean, state income the, tax on because we have surpluses, but if there's needs, then – you know, how do you balance all that out? Well, one thing that's in my mind is, you know, obviously the, the drug, the crime lab is a big issue, but also like, you know, Miss, Miss uh, excuse me, DeSoto County needs some kind of mental health hospital or crisis center up there. You know, I know the county has a plan, but again, that that is a state function of government. We, we have got to, uh, you know, fund, the state has to fund those things to, um, you know, to an appropriate level. So, um, and anyway. Well, I'll tell you what, man, it has been a busy start to the year. I feel like yeah, we, you know, yeah. um, we got, we've yeah. had this ice winter storm deal that I think caused a lot of people right. had to have pipes bust. You know, I know even in, you know, city and county buildings had, had some of those issues. Um, you know, it kind of put everybody behind a little bit, and we've all been trying to catch up ever since then, it feels like. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a busy year. I mean, we this is our last, I guess, full year. Um in this term, mm -hmm. uh, we'll, we'll have to. Uh, I, I don't know if you've made your mind up yet or not, but uh, we'll have mm -hmm. to decide about running for re-election and, and have I think until February first of next year to to make that decision. And uh, we'll be talking about that over the next, um, 
you know, next uh, next month as we continue yeah. doing the podcast. So um, I guess that's really all we got for this, these two meetings. Ben, you got anything else you want to add? No, I think that that, uh, you know, there's a lot of events coming up, I think, in the springtime, and we'll, we can kind of look at those. You know, there's A-Fair, there's, you know, yeah. I think Palmer Homes Mudbug Bash is yeah, coming yeah, up. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of events coming up. DeSoto Arts Council has some events yeah. coming up. The, um, they, the, uh, they do the flock around a block run for right. the uh, – for the, uh, I may do that one. I might do. I might just come out there and do it, just so we can put to bed that I never run. Okay. I, 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 hey, I have to. I might I'm just have to do it. At some point. To t- but I, I doing, can't keep up with you now. I'm, I'm doing a half marathon tomorrow in Jackson. Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah. What's up with that? What's Mississippi Blues marathon? So okay. My, okay. my goal is up, so you. I ran, you know I ran the St. Jude half marathon. I'm running. Yep. Uh, I'm running the, this one, and I'm gonna do one more half marathon, and I'm gonna try to do the full marathon at St. Jude next year. Wow, that's a huge man. That's a, I can't even imagine that that would be a, you could do it, man. You can do it. Oh, I, yeah. I, I think if I, if I really had my mindset on it, um, and I, you know, took some things off my plate, I think I could, uh, I think I could potentially do it. I got you. Got a full plate though, man. I tell you what, this is in, um, you know, the city's part of it and, you know, work's part of it, family life, something that's just balancing it all out. Yeah. So. Yeah. Coaching, coaching teams, you mm-hmm. know, serving as, as, as an elected official and, you know, working full time, it's it's a. But I enjoy it, man. I think you do too. Yeah, and, absolutely. And I, I think we're we're seeing some, some we're making some progress. I feel like we are getting things, some things done. I think people see that, and so, um, that 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 part is uh, is exciting. So. And I know we've talked we talked a little bit soccer, but real quick, the light the lighting at soccer, uh, you should see that go move forward in the next few months. Seeing. Uh, more lighting in the parking lot and on the fields out there yeah. that will be permanent lighting, not the temporary ones that we put out there. And, a lot and of just times. real quick, I remember uh, Jared, uh, the director, park director, sent me a video of them actually doing the scalping of the the baseball field. So yep. that should be done in time for the season to start. So they just had, I think, the re- uh, registration just ended yesterday or Tuesday or whatever. So. I went out there and met the guys that were doing it, and one of them used to be the turf manager for the city of Gulfport. Yeah, and that's now his right. son, his uh, son is the current turf manager at the city of Gulfport sure. and has this kind of like a, a side business, I guess, where he goes in and consults and, and fixes fields for people. So, um, you know, they seem to definitely know what they're doing. Uh, it's going to take time. It's going to take money to get the fields in better shape, but we're, we're certainly committed to doing that. And there's a lot of volunteer efforts coming up uh, to get batting cages out there and get some of the other uh, items replaced at the baseball and softball fields to get them in a better place. Well, you want to end it there, Ben? I think that'll do it. Next time, I did talk with our chamber director, Sibony. Uh, she has committed to being on a future show, so we'll try to get her for next time, uh, talking about some of the new businesses coming to Hernando and the Hernando business community. So for now, I'm Ben Piper. I'm Chad Wicker. Talk to you later. <laughs>